Hi guys, it's Udos and welcome to the Udos show. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Natasha Graziano and she has over 16 million followers on social media. She's the number one mindset female mindset coach and she's a survivor. She's amazing and I'm so proud to have her here on Udos with me, Udos show, <laughs> you know, and I think she's just amazing because she's also so motivational. She's always helping people. And um, she's, like I said, number one mindset coach by Forbes, right? By Forbes, like how huge is that? That's amazing. So thank you so much for doing this with me today. And um, let's just get into it. Like, how did you get started with all this? Hey girl, how are you? So happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So, I mean, this started for me because of my trauma. The way I always say to people, don't look at who I am today. Don't look at the person I am today. Look at how many times I fell down and got back up. Mm. How many times I was hit to the curb? How many times I was told, honey, you're never going to amount to anything. How many times I was told this is it for you? Yeah. You know? Like how many times I've been called a, a a whore? How many times I've been told I'm a bitch because of stuff that I've, I've been involved in or what has happened to me, right? Mm. And how many things I've had to come through as a single mom and I could have given up hope. I could have given up hope by the people and the exes and the scenarios I've been through where I've been exposed, where people have put things out of me on online. I'm sure we'll dive into it, but I didn't lose hope. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who this is for today, but I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, don't lose hope. Because if I've managed to get through it and I've built to speaking on the stages, I share the stages for today, to being a best-selling author, mm-hmm. to having the opportunities I have, if I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. So what I find so amazing with you is that uh, you're also a survivor. So I'm in the process of changing the hack leak crimes of uh, private images and videos And all of these websites, the porn sites, Google, everybody's profiting. And it's a billion dollar industry of profiting off of non-consensual images and videos of women and underage girls. And I know that you two were a victim of uh, something similar to this. So can you just explain what happened to you and your story? Because I think it's very powerful that different women from different walks of life and different experiences are voicing their opinions or their experiences of what happened. And uh, basically we're doing this so that we could put more pressure on the laws so they could be formed easier. hundred percent. Well, to be honest with you, my story is, it's so emotional. It's such a deep rooted wound for me, you know, and I'm happy to share with you because I know as I'm vulnerable today, as I share this story, it helps someone, even if it just helps one person. That's all I wake up for every day is to help someone. That's why I'm a mindset coach. That's why I left my entire career behind of being a fashion influencer, of being a blogger, because, and I love that, by the way, and I rate girls that do it, but I knew I needed to do something that served others, that really helped humanity move the needle forwards. So 10 years ago, I was a webcam girl. I had a drug addiction. I was in a bad place, right? I was feeding that drug addiction by this career that was so unhealthy for me, right? It was just a bad place to be. And now it's, it's been normalized, you know, with OnlyFans and everything like that. 
doing that kind of thing is normal. That's not really the biggest part. The part for me was when my body was exploited through that work. When you do webcam, you don't expect it to go out there publicly. It's something you film and you're doing it. By the way, most of the time I was high. I don't yeah. even remember half the stuff I did. I was in such a bad place, which mm. kept going around in a cycle. It was a big, vicious, vicious circle. And so what happened was before I ended up on the street with nothing because of this awful career, my body was exploited. People took the content that I was doing on the webcam with them and they put it out online illegally. So there's stuff all over the net that was created of me you know, 10 years ago, where it I'm not with it without consent. There's so much. I had yeah. two sex tapes released on me. It was such a traumatizing time in my life. But without that low, those I tell you it because without that low, without going through that pain, without all of that happening to me, I would not be who I am today because I wouldn't be saving the lives I saved last week on stage when yeah. I just spoke on stage the other week. I, I speak all the time and people tell me you're saving my life. People email into us and they say, your work is helping me so much. It is moving me out of my situation. It's helping me come off my addiction. Know that I don't have to be on drugs forever. Know that I'm over it. I don't need the alcohol anymore. Knowing that actually I was exploited or I was sexually abused, right? And they know they can overcome it. I was sexually abused too. So in the midst of it, having people abuse your body without your permission those are traumas, they're deep-rooted wounds. You have to learn some data to either let go of, otherwise they eat you up. Yeah, no, it's it's so like true, everything that you're saying. In my scenario, it took me eight years to talk about it, but the way I looked at it was, you know, this happened to me and as unfortunate as it is, as horrible and traumatic as it was, you know, I, I find it like there must have been a bigger purpose why this happened. And I started looking into everything and start realizing, oh my God, the laws are so outdated. Like the technology is up here and they update all the time. Like every single second technology is updating and the laws are still staying the same years and years after. Right. So um, it's kind of like uneven. The technology is updating. The laws are staying the same, but the laws aren't updating. And how are we protecting these young girls or women, you know, that are like on the internet being exploited? So um, I think it's such a new sort of crime and people don't realize that this is the new form of uh, like digital rape and cyber crime and digital uh, trafficking. And it's the easiest way too. So you don't have to go and grab somebody and, you know, basically traffic them. You could just record something, somebody that you know, or somebody that you don't know without consent and just upload it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it happens all over. I'm not the first, you're not the last, you know, it took me the same time to speak about my traumas. You know, it's taken me not quite eight years, but five years to talk about this stuff. Uh, You know, I haven't been involved in that world from, from seven years ago. I mean, it's such a long way back and it's, it's very painful when you're exposed, when you're forced into an industry, you did not choose to walk into, you know, something where it's, and anybody may have it, you know, if you've made any kind of tape with your boyfriend, and then that gets used against you, blackmail, I have blackmail, I've had the whole thing, when you are blackmailed, and it's used online, and people use it for their financial gain, 
I mean, yeah, there needs to be a law on this. Like it's, it's such a, it was so traumatizing. The mental damage that that did to me, the physical damage. I got an illness later on in my life because of all the stress and the drugs and everything I had been through mm-hmm. to try and overcome my journey of trauma. And when you found out about these videos uh, being online there of you, like how was your reaction and how did you deal with it at the moment? Well, when I had the first tape release, which was from when I was like 17, I mean, I was pretty much underage. Like I would count that as underage. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Um, my French, I was traumatized. I mean, my family totally exiled me. And I was like, how is this my fault that I have a nasty ex who's released a video on me? Yeah. You know, and you he, that he's gotten away with it, like to this day. But yeah. from then more videos being exploited of you as you're in the middle of a drug addiction. I was so high that it's only after that I noticed these things and feel, oh my goodness, it's so traumatizing. Like I lost so many family members and like, you know, they just left me out in the cold and didn't want to know me. And, you know, friends, oh God, I couldn't even didn't keep one friend. And of course, because they look at you and they judge you in that place, but if you don't go through the person you've got to go through, right? You've got to be the young girl to be the wise lady. Like you've got to first get through your traumas and who you are, what's going on in your world. If I hadn't have done that, then girls today who are going through the same thing or drug addictions, or they are putting themselves on a, a site, which they don't want to be on necessarily, but they're feeding some addiction or they're feeding something. We don't know what's going on. Who are we to judge? But there is a cure and there is a way to get out of it. And you do have a second chance. Everybody has a second chance and every girl Mm -hmm. is somebody's daughter. So if you ever think twice about judging someone or treating somebody badly because they've done that or worse, releasing or spreading something about somebody's body that is not yours, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Like, I don't, I I know who I was back then Mm -hmm. and I am nothing like I was then 10 years ago, let alone 20 minutes ago. We're a different person every 15 minutes, every minute, if we want every second, the mistakes I made back then was an addiction, was a horrendous part of my life. But like I said, that was my mess, which has become my message. Mm. I use that to share with people. I don't have to share it. I never had to reveal that information, but I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's so beautiful about your stories. Like you see this, wow, number one mindset coach and she has all these followers and success. You're on the stage talking. And, you know, most people, I think in your position or similar, like they wouldn't even want to bring that up because the issue is as soon as you bring it up, then people shame you more for it. And then, you know, people want to look it up and you bring more attention to it. Right. But what I love about your story is that you're so honest that you're actually sharing that story because I think it's easier for people to relate to someone like you or, you know, some other victim or some kind of, you know, um, like a hack leak crime or private images and stuff like that leaking if if they can associate to that person. So you're more like a humanized person now because you're sharing your story because you see plenty of, you know, mindset coaches and all that. They 
seem like they're bigger than life and they're just never make any mistakes and you know they're having a very straightforward life and best relationship and they're so happy all the time you know like but how do people relate to someone like that it's not like human right like all people make mistakes all people go through something all people go through some kind of trauma. There's always something happening in everybody's lives. Nobody escapes life, you know? So that's what's so cool about you that you're so honest about this whole situation because you don't even have to say anything. I'm sure nobody would have even cared to find it or look at it, you know, even if you, you know, they would have, like you wouldn't even have to bring it up, but you're actually talking about it and I own I own my story I own my past because that is a part of who I am it does not dictate or define my future as it doesn't for you if you're listening right now and there's something in your mind that's going on or something that's happened to you it doesn't define your future yeah that but yeah it's a part of who we are I'm I'm always open and vulnerable to it it brings up a wound it brings up PTSD when somebody picks at that wound and squashes it around it's painful because you know PTSD from so much of that time and what was going on really behind the scenes Mm. you know I'm just grateful that I survived it I was I was suicidal in my weakest time I think the suicidal part was worse than being homeless actually being suicidal no like just not wanting to live anymore was because I had nothing to wake up for was the worst part thinking my body's been so exploited I have nothing private anymore you know and it was when I gave birth to my son my life really changed um and then I thought, here's here's the where it's all gonna get better. And it did for some time. And then boom, I ended up homeless again. Cause actually people don't know. I was in that suicidal place. I already, I already had taken myself to a, a bad place. I was living on friends' couches. I was in a very dark place. And then friends neglected me and then boom, I'm on the street. So I'd already, I've already have been through it twice, but the second time I kind of knew okay, I know how to get out of this. This time I'm not on drugs. After my son, I'm not on drugs. And, you know, I've pushed away all my family again. I've pushed away everybody in my life, but I know how to get out of this. I know I can get out. Of this. this is just trauma trying to bring me down again. It's just in my brain telling me I'm not worthy. And I've got my son and my son was my why. And I was like, I got to get out of this bad place. Let's get it. Yeah. Me and him. And I want to be a role model to him. I want to be a role model, not just for him, but for the world to see. I want to be a role model so that he can grow up and say, look what my mom did for the world. Like I want to, and that's, that's been my mission ever since. And my life has dramatically changed in such a small space of time. And I'm just grateful that I get to share the stages with incredible beings and be up there sharing this story and helping young women and men to realize it's okay if you have a past and it doesn't matter what you've done and you should always speak up for what's right so as far as your story at what point was like a pivotal moment for you that you realized you know what I need to change this was it when you uh, had the baby or was it like when you were homeless or like when exactly was it that you're like, I'm going to change this and I'm going to make my life for the better. And uh, I'm going to become a um, motivational speaker, mindset coach, or, you know, all of this stuff. Well, I mean, you know, the drug addiction just took me to being in such a dark place, but 
that overcoming that was the hardest thing I would say the drop point for me was the worst place yeah I guess you grow from your pain that's what Rumi the 16th century poet says you know that the light comes from the wound really that's where you grow from and I did and that's where you heal from too and so I would say after I had my son was a pinnacle moment bear in mind I hadn't done anything in that industry for many years but that was a pinnacle moment for me um when I had him knowing oh my goodness, there's something greater than me right here. And I've, I've got something dependent on me. And then I remember after I had him, I got an illness, right? Mm. And I remember having my overactive thyroid at the time thinking, why is this happening to me? And I thought, okay, it's obvious why is this happening to me. It's what I've put in my body. It's the stress, it's the pain. I'm storing something. And then I worked through it and healed myself using my MBS method. And I remember standing in front of the mirror as I begin this healing journey. And I remember it so clearly. And I was playing Denzel Washington in the background on a motivational track on YouTube, which is so funny because that's now what I play. That's now what I now have tracks of me, which people listen to, right? And I hear myself speaking and I was preaching life over myself of his words. He was like, this is not, this is not permanent. This is only temporary. You're going to evolve. You're going to change. This is not your future. And I started saying it to myself, streaming with makeup down my face, just crying, like staring at myself saying, this is not you. Like you're going to be something and just breathing life back into myself saying, you're coming back to life. Like you are going to evolve and change. And this is your moment. So if you're hearing this right now, just know this is your moment to hear it. Like I did when I heard those words of Denzel Washington saying, you're going to change. You're going to come through this. This is not who you are born to be. This is just your wake up call. Yeah. Up in that moment. And I realized I have to change and I really have stopped what I'm doing, but I have to change who I am inside my core values, my beliefs and who I believe. I am and right there and then I started to heal and I've never looked back since yeah no that's so beautiful you're making me all (laughs) teary-eyed I'm like oh it's so touching because I've been in the same uh, place you know like you hit a certain kind of low point where everything is just like what is going on you know everything is falling apart and then you know who you are and like your soul is and all this other stuff and then you kind of look at what the whole world is portraying and what's going on in the world. Right? right. And you're like, wait, this isn't even who I am. And I'm being portrayed as something that I know is not ultimately me. And it's not the ultimate greatness version of me kind of thing. Right. So what, what do you do? Right. And that's the same kind of scenario, similar, but I had like a pivotal moment where I'm like, you know, what happened to me already happened. I can't change anything about that. And it's a part of me now. And uh, it is what it is. Water under the bridge, right? But what can I do to change so it doesn't happen to other little girls, underage girls, women? And you are doing that. And you are pioneering this new way, this new law, this new potential so that this doesn't happen to anybody else. And I rate you for that, girl. Like, thank you for being you in this world. Because being you, I think it's so amazing because when we like, like when we team up and we all voice our experiences and all that good stuff, I think it's so powerful because one, we're actually talking about it. And two, we're doing something about it. And then three, we're going to make it happen because 
like how is this even possible why is this even happening at this day and age we need to protect our future daughters our future you know kids in general and people so it's like something needs to happen like now you know absolutely and we are and we're pioneering that way you know through every single one of us doing something different we're all doing something and reaching someone different because we all reach different people through different actions and different things that we do every day and this is why you show up so I'm yeah I love it I love it I'm just you're you're showing how your life can change and really that's touching so I know this is your show and I'm the one like I'm so used to my own podcast I no love I love it like I love what you're doing too because it's like you know, you're changing people by motivating themselves to, you know, get out of whatever situation they are and whatever they're going through, right? And I'm over here like, okay, I want to change, you know, prevent it from happening and have the laws hold these people accountable, like, or like severe, more severe sentencing and specific laws in place for all kinds of crimes like these. It's not just the hack leak, it's the it's the websites, like what's happening to them. Did you know that 80% of Pornhub's content is like against consent? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, completely. But like, I, you know, I, I think it's terrible. I think that they actually took down a lot though, I believe recently there was like a whole thing and they, they actually- 80%. Yeah. 80%. Like, That's like most of their platform. Like, yeah. 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 No, completely. But there, there's still work to be done. And I and I hope that you get the law that goes through because, yeah, the stuff's nuts, like how people can get away with it. But what's worse is when people spread it about others. So if there's an innocent girl who's been through something and you don't know her story. So yes. I was that innocent girl. I was a girl who was exploited. I did not show up by choice. Mm-hmm. What was happening to me was through a, an addiction through where I was being fed from that person behind from the men behind from the people behind yeah um, you know it was a, it was a terrible thing and yet it's men that still continue to spread this kind of thing yeah you know, it's very sad it's very sad because yeah. that's terrible that people are digging that wound up and want to talk about people's past that's why I own my past I fucking own who I was yeah. like, I don't sit for one minute and pretend I was you know uh, somebody that didn't do anything like that I'm like no I I did shit like I was high most of it I don't remember it but I'm here to tell others it's okay what you've been through and doesn't matter if somebody tried to ruin your life remember this if they tried to take your light from you and take from you guess what the way you win is by not letting them take that light and you go shine brighter through the darkness and you continue to show up every day at your highest because if they allow you if they take it from you who wins them Mm. they win if you allow them to exploit you and win so you don't want to use your name anymore you don't want to go out there in the world anymore because all the celebrities that you said you know back in what was it 2018 when everyone was 2014 yeah like all like it was jennifer lawrence and kate upton like a really lot of big name celebrities in this whole icloud hack list and then every year it was like a new list of celebrities so it's not just it just stopped after that year they've been doing this for years and getting away with it to like thousands of women that are in the public eye, hundreds of thousands, millions of just like people that have regular jobs and doing, you know, regular things like um, paralegal, whatever. 
it doesn't have to be women in the public eye. It doesn't have to be like motivational speaker. Like that's what, that's my whole point of this. It's like, it can happen to anyone, anyone. So that's what's so crazy about this. Like, I think when people see people in the public eye, they kind of easily like dehumanize them. Like, oh, they're over there. You know, this happened to celebrities or people in the public eye. It's it's not going to happen to me. No, this usually happens to like underage girls that go to school, you know, have a regular job, that kind of situation. So yeah, so in your situation, I know you're, you know, with someone right now and you have your child and everything. Um, at what point were you able to actually be with someone who accepted you for this and didn't like throw it in your face and um, or you felt like worthy enough to even be in a relationship with someone that respects and loves you unconditionally? Well, this is it. This this relationship I'm in now, my marriage now. I met him last year. Mm-hmm. That is uh, ten years on from when I was involved with everything I was doing. So, this is literally the first relationship that I have felt worthy in, where somebody has not made me feel uncomfortable, where I feel like I'm okay again. Because yeah. it's strength within ourselves. Remember, mm-hmm. it's not what others think we do feel like we need that for validation but really it comes from within it yeah. took it was so hard I would push away men I would you know although people didn't give a fuck what I did before nobody cares anymore in today's world it was for me I just felt so pushed away by society I felt so disowned by the world in my own head so this is the first relationship where I'm like, hey, this is who I am, day one. This is exactly what I've been through. I have no secrets. I don't hide anything. And I have no shame over it. And you're the first time that I feel whole. But yeah. it's taken me so long. It's taken me so long to get to this place. My first marriage didn't even last a year. Like I couldn't, I couldn't hold down anything. Yeah everyone I felt so unworthy Mm. and it's it's hard when you're coming through that it's so hard when you feel like you're not good enough for anyone because your body's been exploited yeah all good enough you are good enough just by being you just by overcoming something one day at a time just one day at a time stepping out and saying I'm a bit better today and like I love myself a little bit more and I do this exercise I hug my body every day and I tell every part of my body I love you and you're amazing and it doesn't matter what you've been through and it doesn't matter who's exploited you you're amazing I love you you're worthy every day Mm -hmm. and you know what day by day by day I feel more and more worthy and yeah that's the truth Yeah, no, it's amazing. Because I know, like, you probably had the same kind of experiences like I have, like, uh, you know, you you go on date with guys, and you end up in relationships, and eventually they bring it up, and it becomes a thing, or, you know, they say they accept it, but then maybe their friends or family members find it, and then they, they kind of bring it up, right? And then it becomes a whole thing. And even though you know the truth, of what happened you explain the truth and it's like you're repeating it over and over and over and people are just like still like you know so 
that's I don't know. I had that whole experience where, you know, like no matter what you do, whoever you meet is like the same thing over and over. You have to explain the things. And even with the career, like you could see like what I've been doing all these years and it's all on social media and all this other stuff. The whole iCloud hack leak was a public thing. It's all over the news. You can find it right there, you know, but even then people still get stuck on it or if they don't, then maybe their family members do. But I think it also had a lot to do with me not talking about it. So when I finally spoke out about it and told my side of the story, now what are people going to say? It's right there. That's what's so powerful, Dose. The the thing that is so incredible is that you speak about it. Mm -hmm. You don't let this become a big secret that somebody has on you. It's just out there. It's a part of your story. It's like, yeah, I've been through crazy shit and this is who I am today. And Mm -hmm. This is why I'm here today. And I'm empowering thousands and millions of women and men around the world to feel like they are worthy again, to feel like they can do something great with their life again. And it's not just people who have been sexually exploited that you're standing at. You're standing for people who have a past in anything. Maybe they have a relationship and they went out with their best friend's guy. Maybe they had an affair with a married person. Who cares what they've done? You are not the same person that you are today than you were yesterday let alone 10 years ago mm-hmm. everybody has a story and everybody has a chance to move on to a new story because the past is his story not yours exactly so what are some of your advice like as far as like obviously you can move on and you know this is not their story but what are some of the tricks or some of the methods of moving forward and not letting this be your story? You know, the first thing to recognize is acknowledging what you've been through. So when it comes to it, so I I love reading, right? And Dale Carnegie has this amazing book. I read it all the time. In fact, I was reading it to my assistant today a bit and it's called How to Worry Less and Live More. Great name. And there's this strategy that I use for everything in life. The very first thing is acknowledging it, acknowledging the problem, acknowledging what has got what is going on, what's happened or acknowledging the scenario, then analyzing the facts. Number two. So you analyze the facts. You look around and you say, what what's factual in this? So what I believe is this, but what's actually factual? Okay. then the next thing you do is you move to part three, which is making a decision about the facts making a decision about how you're gonna feel Mm -hmm. so instead of worrying yourself to sickness every day that's what worry does by the way and stress yeah right 80 percent of everything that somebody walks into the doctor's practice with it may even be higher now is stress related in america so let me tell you something when you analyze it and then you get the facts laid out on paper and then you decide what actually is the worst case scenario you make a decision number four how to move on from that you will stop worrying why because you put it all out on paper you've learned what the worst case scenario is and then you accept it number five yeah so you acknowledge it at first and then you work out all the facts what are all the actual facts and sometimes you don't have any facts in which case the next part's really easy making a decision about 
what you're going to do here, what the best, you know, what the, the movement for you is, how you're going to feel from this. And then that's, it's so easy. Do you understand when you've made a decision now, you made it to say, okay, I get it. I see the facts. Actually, my decision right here is this isn't who I am anymore. The past is the past. I'm a, I'm a new person now. I'm an entrepreneur. I've got a business. I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm doing something great in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've analyzed it. You've been through it right? The facts are telling you it's not who you are anymore. Okay. And then look at the worst case scenario. Look at what the worst case scenario is. You're already in the worst case scenario, probably. You're already living it because you're worrying about it. So actually work out what the real life factual worst case scenario is, and then accept it, find your solution and move on. That's great. No, I love that. And as far as like you having like, you know, I know you're really successful in every field that has like, the good and the bad, uh, what have been some of the ups, what have been some of the downs of being like a mindset coach? And like, have you been getting like, the haters and all of these other kind of scenarios? Uh, And how have you dealt with it? So when you're in a world like, you know, coaching, you all we do every day, most of us, I don't know, can't speak for everyone. But for myself, I wake up just to serve people, I wake up just to help someone else through something. Yeah, whether yeah. I'm going on stage, whether I'm going on a podcast like this, reaching a new audience, whether I'm showing up in a masterclass and a mastermind, wherever I'm coaching is to help somebody it's to say, hey, I know what you're going through or something what you're going through. And this is what I did to overcome it. Here's my formula to get over it. Here's how I have evolved to be a best-selling author today, to being a woman who is happily married, who's living in her dream homes, who's speaking on great stages, who has a number of top 10 podcasts. So all these things come from within, right? And confidence, but Needless to say, people will still every day try and bring you down for something. They'll say, oh, it, didn't, it doesn't work or you don't, it doesn't matter. We don't feed those people. I don't, if I listen to the haters, if I listen to the, the ex-boyfriend who made a video on me saying I'm a scam artist, if I listen to that one person, I would not be saving the millions of people I'm helping every day. Yeah. I would not be saving the lives of my clients who write in or tell me how I have saved their life, stopped them from suicide. Like I have literal examples of these people and the testimonials, well, they're everywhere online. You can see. So yeah. I live by that. I live by the results and what I'm doing every day. I'm not selling real estate. Not that that's a problem if that benefits somebody's life. And it does, by the way, for a lot of people. I'm not selling that. I'm not selling nada. I am giving. my contribution of how I healed myself and hopefully it will help someone else that's beautiful and it's amazing too because I'm like you know I'm sure you got it and any field everybody's getting it there's the competition like for me it's been like other influencers and when the whole hack leak crime thing happened with me uh they use that as like a platform tool to kind of bring me down like oh look at her she's doing this and she did it to become famous and all this other stuff, which is like so crazy to me. Like, I'm like, what? Who in the right mind would do that? Like, if I wanted to be famous, I was just done porn, like, you know, but um, yeah. So like, it's crazy that every field, even like motivational speaking is getting these kind of, you know, people and competitors and like, you would think like motivational speakers, like everybody's supporting everybody. Right. But it's not always like that in any field 
No, never. But that's okay. We don't worry about the haters. The way you know you're doing good and you're doing really good in the world and getting famous is because you have haters. You ain't famous till you have haters. That's how you know. When you have haters is because you have enough people that love you that someone wants to take that from you. Somebody don't like you. You're never going to please everybody. If I walk into a room and have a dinner, 15 people, come on. If 14 love you and one doesn't, you're doing well. Yeah, and then... I look at you and it's like, I I can see if you like, you know, if you have more or less haters, whatever it might be, whatever haters, it's like, you're here, you're doing great, you're successful, you're beautiful, you're like fashionable, like you, you got the whole package, you got the love, you got the kid, you got the house, you got the... Uh, mindset, you got the author, you know, you got the followers, you got everything. So it will be easy to see why somebody would hate on you because it's like you got everything and it like, you're the epiphany of like what a success story will be like, you know, so what you've been through. That's why I say, don't look at me now, who I am today. Look at how much I've been through. And by the way, always go through crazy scenarios. And so do you with your day to day. That's because they see you now and they think they want to attack you. They don't know that you're all in your fucking deathbed for so long. They don't know the illness that you've been through. By the way, illness is worse than almost anything. When you're sick, you literally lose your sparkle. When you lose your sparkle, you feel like, what's the point of being alive? That was when I was suicidal again. It was so dark. Mm. You just don't understand why you're here on planet Earth. So my heart goes out to anyone who's been through that feeling mm. that I had. And, you know, it's about really coming through that and using your story to benefit others. And when you focus on other people, by the way, it helps your problem subside. Because when you focus on somebody else's problem, yours seems so, so small. Exactly. Yours just doesn't seem as relevant when you focus on somebody else's things. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So what's your advice to people that it, even if they are going through something or if they're not going through anything and let's say they're like a young girl and they want to be a motivational speaker, like what's your advice to either side, you know? Advice before we dive out, I'm literally diving into another podcast right now. Yeah. Um, uh, my true advice mm-hmm. Believe it until you achieve it. My new book is called Be It Until You Become It. Honestly, be who you are before you get there. It's not fake it till you make it. It's about becoming them in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, and the rest will follow. Store it in your mind as a memory. Let your neural pathways be created, your synaptic connections in your brain. It's neuroscience. And that's what my new book's about, the neuroscience and ancient wisdom and where it meets Let your mind build this new version of you and believe it and you will achieve it. That's amazing. And where can like everybody find you and uh, what are you working on right now? I know this is the book, but what other stuff? You can find me on every platform just under my name, Natasha Graziano. And you can connect with me. That would be my pleasure to hear from you and DM me any questions you have. I love connecting and I love hearing and listening. And, you know, I'll sometimes send a voice note back to people, but yeah, the just get into one of my free programs, start getting doing the MBS method, see how it can help you better your life too. 
Okay, great. And what is the MBS method? MBS method, I'm going to give you a link right now and you can put it below for everybody. So on pillar two of the five pillars that I'm going to give you for free worth $500 below, you can do the MBS method, which is meditational behavioral synchronicity. It helps you remove the blockages in your mind, remove everything that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And it helps you to really connect with who you're meant to be and design your new life whilst doing a meditation. It's incredible. Okay, great. So thank you so much. I love everything that you're doing. And thank you so much for doing this show. I really appreciate you. And if you ever need help or anything, I'm here to help you and uh, help other people. So (laughs) thank you for having me. Thank you. Appreciate you. I talk to you soon. Okay. Bye, love. Okay, bye. Bye.